Right, we're back. We've missed out on five games. Just explain yourself. Um, <laughs> we'll just miss out the whole explanation. I don't think people really care, but we're back. And that's true. That's yeah, uh, five we're games back. to get into. Um, best place to start would be St. Johnston game, where our goalkeeper yep. gets booked for um, time wasting and a game that ultimately, looking at the stats, we probably didn't deserve to to get all three points from, but we did, and uh, Alan Campbell coming up trumps. Yeah, with a, with a Callum Lang assist, which, you know, after that game, I thought he was going to kick on, because he was very impressive that game, I, I felt, especially in the first half. Yeah. Um, I, did he get taken off that game? No, he didn't. Tony Watt. Yeah, no, I think that's that's that was the difference between um, the the first month where we were playing good but not winning that game. We played, you know, well not bad, but um, certainly not as good as we had been, and we got the win, uh, which I think we needed one of the you know a scrappy win to really get us going for the season, and and it did kick us on for a for a bit. Yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. But we'll touch on Alan Campbell. Um, you know, yep. five years after breaking into the first team, he's now getting this kind of media acclaim. Now, for him, it must be fairly frustrating because he's been doing this, or not certainly maybe not this productive going forward, but this productive as a player without going forward, without getting goals to his name. And, you know, for now, just to be getting the, the, the acclamation, that can be a wee bit frustrating from him, but you know the danger is he's at a contract at the end of the year. And there is a player that certainly is a valuable asset. What you're thinking there? Yeah, no, he's he's the most important player in the team. I'd say I'm pretty sure um, a, a large majority of my little fans would agree with me there. Yeah, um, when, I, when I say that, and for him to he's been offered the deal. We know that the deal is there on the table for him. I think he'll sign it. I, I'm. Very, very confident he will sign it and, and do what David Turnbull done um, and obviously get the club the money yeah. whenever he does leave. Certainly, uh, even, um, even if it's a case of him just staying in the summer, you know, which I don't I don't really see happening, Like, You know, we could get another year out of him. Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't... Uh, I don't think there could be any complaints in terms of, of what happens either way. You know, if he leaves at the end of the year, and we do get a bit of money for him, or, or if he stays another season, we we do get that use out of him. I think it's a win-win, certainly, if he does sign the contract. Yeah, and I think he'll know that as well. But, you know, he's not got any ambitions to play for any other team in, in Scotland, really. His ambition is to play for um, a Premier League club, which, fair enough. Um, yep. I just, do you think the Premier League clubs will automatically come in for him, or do you think it will be, you know, Similar to a kind of similar to a Jamie Murphy, similar to a Cedric Kipre in regards to you know a, a, a lower end championship club first coming in for him. Yeah, I think I, don't, I can't see him going straight into the Premier League, you know, as much as I'd love to see him um, to do that, make that jump straight away. I think that will be the case of a, a, a team like a, a Huddersfield, maybe you know, off the top of my head, you know, a low end championship side, possibly. Mm-hmm hoping to push in and, and go for playoffs at a push. Um but I think Alan Campbell he's got the capability and the, the mindset and the you know he's got everything about him to, to be a top top player and, and playing in these top leagues. Um but I think it will be a case of him building up kinda like as you said Jamie Murphy and, and Cedric Kipre. Yeah, definitely. Um but he's an he's an he's an asset certainly, you know, we'll we'll want to see and I think the Scottish game can benefit from Having an Alan Campbell because you know you look at the kind of player he is, you know it's like almost like a kind of dying breed. Do you know what I mean? That number mm-hmm. six that will just sit there and bite the legs off you. Yeah, run through a wall for the club. You know yeah. he, he loves the he loves the aggressive side of the game. You know the fifty fifties, the the going in and winning the ball back. He absolutely loves it. You can tell he loves it. Um, and I think he's willing to put himself up against against MD in the league, you know, for being five foot seven, five foot eight. Mm-hmm. You know, he stands up against six foot three players and looks them in the eyes and says, Come and have a go, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, and even I want to touch on thing quickly, just a wee thing. Yeah, um, I know Alan Campbell, you know, as I said, being for five foot seven, he reminds me of Scott McDonald in terms of his jumping. He can get up some height for a wee guy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good. Um, yeah, certainly Scott McDonald was very good at that backing into players, and you know I think the smallest surface striker I've ever seen, um, yeah. Scott McDonald. But yeah, certainly he can he can he can get up some height in the air and make up for for, for you know for his lacking stature. Um, but certainly yeah. something that we we hope to and we'll go on to touch touch on more. You know, in, in, in the podcast and I believe coming podcasts as well, particularly if, it, yep. if you know, he does sign that contract. But uh, yeah, we're certainly good to get a first win of the season. And then we'll move into the probably the most stressful 135, 140 minutes as a oh, little supporter. It was all over again almost, it seemed. Um, yep. 2 nothing up um, against Coleraine. Um, they get back five minutes after the, the restart in the second half and then, I don't know, man, we had chances to, to, to bury the game and just couldn't um, before a soft red card, really, and um, a penalty in the closing stages brings it to to um, to extra time and ultimately penalties. What were your thoughts watching that? I think well, I didn't actually get to see the o, the O'Hara um, penalty clearly enough. You know, watching the stream, I think you would have watched the same stream as me. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't actually it didn't actually show you the foul. Um, so I can't comment on that. The Mugabe one was extremely soft. I feel, um, but I mean, if you if you are going to give a penalty, you know, it has to be a red card. I can see why he's giving him that. Um, but I think looking at the second half, you know, two nil up. Even the commentators were saying it. You know, Motherwell could go on and embrace us. I think that's yeah. what. They thought. Yeah, I think that's what they thought. They, they took the gas off, and you know, ultimately it cost and that, us. That, that that's something. Even going back into our first, you know, Lega podcast in the eighteen nineteen season, that's one one issue we did seem to take up um, was that you know we didn't have this ruthless side to us. We you know we didn't want to go and kill teams off almost as if we kind of overwhelmed yeah. them and respected them rather than seeing them as an opponent which you know <laughs> has happened to us on plenty of occasions um, yeah so I certainly that's one wee gripe I would have but we get through it and, um, and Trevor Carson proving why that you know he's an international quality goalkeeper and you know we'll take away that the, the fact that he, you know where he dove for the second penalty was purely because he had a a sore shoulder. Did you hear that interview? No, I didn't actually no, hear that. No, it was on um, on uh, Super Scoreboard, and he was saying, you know, the only reason he dove to the to the right for the second penalty because his his um his his right shoulder was absolutely killing him. Well, but there you go then. Stroke of luck. Um, if you take it as that. But uh, no, it was a, a great performance from Trevor in the penalties. Yeah, and you've no you've no qualms about the Mugabe red card. I don't. I don't think I say that I don't think it was a penalty. Yeah. I don't think it it should have been a, a red card. But if you are going to give the penalty, as I said, you have to give the red card. He was last man, um, so I can see why he's gave it. But I think the referee, and I, I stick by that. The referee was the worst referee in performance I've I've seen. Um, okay. And I, I I genuinely mean that the amount of the amount of fouls um, we should have been given, even just scrappy ones in the middle of the park, stuff like that. It was. It was frustrating. It was. I put yeah. something up on on Twitter after the game saying, "I hope the referee wins his wins the lottery and loses the ticket." It was a yeah. frus- frustrating performance. performance. Yeah, um, but ultimately, you know, Corine took us too close for my liking in the end. I think we should really be, you know, beating these teams with the ease, considering you know the resources we've got at our exposure and the players we've got at our, you know, our, our selection yeah. compared to theirs. Um, Certainly, I think probably if I was to flip the results between Glen Torren and and Coleraine, I probably would would have done that. I think Glen Torren certainly made more of a game of it against us. You know, we know we know in, in, in the lead up to it, you know, it was either of these clubs biggest game that they've played. Um, yeah, but I certainly think five one was unjust for um for Coleraine. I would rather beat. Sorry, I would rather beat Coleraine five one than Glen Torren five one. Yeah, yeah, and I think another thing with the the Coleraine game was uh, they used the park very well. You know, it was a it was a shocking park to play on. You know, I don't, I wouldn't like to play there even as even as an amateur player or or anything like that. They used the park very well. You know, playing long balls, making us making us um, nervous at the back, and and it showed. 
And they've done well with it, you know, credit to Colgrain. They, 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 they never stopped the whole game. They, they knew they knew that you knew what to do and they took us to penalties and at the end of the day they were unlucky not to get through, but thankfully they didn't. Yeah, exactly. And then probably from the most scrappiest performance, um, we now go into the, probably the most dominant performance I've seen in a while. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, but again, it's Stephen Robinson always does seem to have Derek McInnes's number, so I've got no real worries about playing Aberdeen. To be honest with you, even going back to the McCall days as well, I had, Aberdeen were all not a team that I expected us to beat, but certainly we're from that generation of Motherwell supporters where, or you know, certainly in the last twenty years, where we have always been up around the Aberdeen the Hibses of the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so certainly it's. It's a game that I don't, you know, unlike the other two, I don't think I, I fear going and playing playing Aberdeen, playing Hibs. You know, I, I feel we've got, you know, we've earned that right to be up to be up there. I, I genuinely do believe that. Um, but yeah, we went there and we, we flexed our muscles and we showed what we can do. Yeah, we did. It was a very surprising um, performance. Um, I, I definitely thought we would have got something from the game. Um, yeah. I, I even said that in, in midweek watching the game. I was like, I bet you we'll play, we'll play poor here. And then we'll go out and beat Aberdeen, and, and that's what we've done. It's classic Motherwell, really, um, but a yeah. uh, great performance. You can't really fault anybody in the team. I think the only thing is, you know, we could have pushed further to get a fourth, to get a fifth, but when you're 3 nothing up away from home, Aye. you know, you, you can't really complain about sitting in for the for the last 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So, yeah. Again, fair play it's, to the it's, you know, like, like you said, it's like back to what we just said, and even the Korean game about having this ruthlessness to just go and just. If we have the option, certainly pummel teams because in the past there's put me a couple of occasions we've been two or three nil up and teams have come back and beat us. Yeah. Um, so I think if if that's something going to be a theme of the season, then I'm not really looking forward to that. Um, no, but I, I suppose that's part of the excitement. I I get that, um, but I'd, I'd much rather yeah know, have the ability to go out and beat these teams and. But yeah, Aberdeen, a good, good result, but it's just, and we'll go, we'll go into, we'll kind of do a wee mini five-match review after um, the next two games we'll go to cover. Um, we travel over to Israel, um, big amount of travelling, um, to play a gang of gimps. Oh, Would be the nicest, the nicest term to give to these 11. <laughs> and you speak about refereeing performances as well. This one for me was more infuriating because, but then again, I'm not really blaming the referee as such. I just think with the amount of times they went to ground, they're giving the referee the opportunity, aren't they? Yeah, it was a oh, such a highly frustrating game because when you watch um, Bersheva, they've got the ability to play football. They do. They've, they've got some good players in there. They could easily play football for 90 minutes, but... Instead, you know, they're, they're down every two seconds, they're, they're, they're looking for fouls, they, they were getting them, mm-hmm. was the worst part, and it, it, it frustrated you, and I think that they were there for the taking, and I don't think we played that bad, No, nope, I didn't. really don't, we I thought we played didn't. quite well, all considering it wasn't um, a 3-0 game. Yeah, no, I think the first goal was, was poor to lose. Um, yeah, they switched off for one second, and that's he, what happens in these sort of games. Yeah, even, even the foul, it was a disappointing foul to lose. Yeah, Chris Long, yeah. Uh, it was but, a bit naive in a game like this. Aye, but we did have chances before that to go one, one maybe even two in front. But again, no point in crying over spilt milk. Um, do you, what, what, what do you make of the, the double Gallagher booking? I know it's, it's your, he's your favourite, and we don't like to speak out against them. But what's your thoughts there? I think you know, as you said, yeah, I absolutely love the guy. Yeah, I, I, I regard him as one of the best defenders I've seen at Motherwell in my time. Um, I know he's, he's came under a lot of criticism, especially after Thursday. I think it was a ridiculous two fouls to give away from Gallagher. I mean, when do you ever see him do that? You rarely see it. And then he done it again against Rangers when he when he dove in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really uncharacteristic of him, especially yeah. especially the, the penalty. You know, you don't put your arm around somebody's neck. You know, you may as well you may as well let him score rather than give away a penalty. Um, it's. It's really disappointing to watch Gallagher um, do that because, you know, I don't know if you watch, you know, people like uh, Ryan118, who's regarded highly in the, the Scottish YouTuber um, section. Mm-hmm. He's talking about uh, Declan Gallagher being overrated now and, and laughing at the fact that, 
Motherwell are um, calling them Scotland centre half, and I think Gallagher now has a has a a mark to set now for for not just Motherwell but for Scottish defenders. You know, he is he is a Scottish um, national now. Um, but it's just it's frustrating because it's so uncharacteristic of him. I agree with you. Um, it just seems to be. And I, I've been seeing comments lying about saying, "Oh, ever since his Scotland cap, he's not been, he's not been the same player." But you know, you look at when when he got his Scotland cap, and then the season had ended. You know, it ended. So I don't really agree with that. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just, it's almost as if we've not got a a settled back four or back five at the moment. Um, that's yeah. my major gripe with the team, and I know we'll go into it, um, certainly considering the next game um, we're going to cover. But for me, I know he's probably played, had, had a couple of good games since, but I don't, I'd still, Liam Grimshaw, man. You know, still, still, still on the fence with him. Still, still not convinced. I thought he played. He played well, um, certainly against Aberdeen. Um, I thought he, he put a shift in against Beersheba. And for me, I, I said it yesterday to you. Um, Watt, Campbell, and, and Grimmy were the only three, and Maguire to get pass marks at, at, for the Rangers game. He looked right up for it, and I don't think he really put a foot wrong. Yeah, the penalty. Um, but you know, I don't think he, he could have done much to to prevent yeah. that. But I, I'm I'm happy with Grimmy at the moment. Um, I think. At left wing back, he's 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 been he's been I, I don't know quite the word to describe it, but he's he's not been bad. Let's put it like that. He's not been bad at left wing back, and and I think until we get you know Jake Carroll back, if it is going to be him, I think he's he's the safest option we have there. What's your thoughts about? Obviously, I know he's, he's coming back from a you know a five six week six week injury, but Nathan McGinley not really being trusted. Uh, when he came back, what game was it? He came back against St Johnston, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And he, he played left wing back, and I thought, you know, he's thrown, he's thrown him in straight away when he come back from injury. He done not too bad. He done as as well as you could uh, ask for him coming back from an injury. Yeah. Um, put him at centre half against Bersheva. He was our worst player, I think, okay. against Bersheva. Okay. The mistakes he made at the back, I'm surprised he didn't give away a penalty. I thought it was a penalty at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it back, you know, yeah. faffing about with the ball at the back. He was very poor. He never looked confident on the ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being in the middle of a of, of a back five, you know, the, the centrepiece is it's a, it's a crucial role. Um, and I don't think he, I don't think he looked, he looked, he looked well enough for it. Right, Okay. Um, again, I, I said that the very first game I seen Nathan McGinley. I, you know, I, I spoke to yourself about it, and I said we paid money for this guy right away in that Rangers game, um, the preseason game. He looked, we looked like you we looked were lost. Aye, we looked like we were in bother there. He had no positional awareness in that left hand channel in that eighteen yard box, and it was concerning me. Um, I did have quite high hopes for particularly even mentioned that in the podcast alongside Declan Gallagher would be Ricky Lamy. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he's a hit or miss for me so far. I don't um, think he's I'm deserving not... all the critics. Sorry to cut in. I don't think he's deserving all the critics that are coming his way. Yeah, I agree with that. Certainly yeah. on the ball, he's our best defender alongside Sod, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has. I, I said that to you as well. If we go for a centre half, he's got a good cross on him. But I just. Uh, my, my, my worry is we get to gel as a back five, and the longer it goes on, you know, the, the the further away Hibs, Aberdeen and Dundee United get away from us and we can't we can't let that happen. Yeah, and even this Friday with Kelly, they could get away from us as well. So Aye. it's Lamy for me, it's it's a hit of us. I'm still not convinced by him, but I'm still not one of the ones that are Aye. overly criticizing him. Yeah. him. yeah, yeah. Because who do you put in? You know, you 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 change formation. You you've got Grimmy at left back. Maybe you have to put McGinley at left back. It's. I think I can't believe I'm saying it, but I genuinely cannot wait until Jake Carroll is back. And I know I criticised him last season. Obviously, it wouldn't have been on the podcast. It would have been to you and yeah. You know, on social media, I wasn't his biggest fan. Mm-hmm. But I think looking back at it now, you you really do realise that you you miss a natural mm-hmm. fullback player, yeah. And I think. And it kills me to say this. I think he could have been our most important player this season if we had kept him 
looking at it right now is Richard Tate. Oh, mm. how do we miss him? Aye, um, but then again, you look at the flip side, he's not done too well with St Mirren. I know it's easy to say no, that because, they're, off, because yeah. they're bottom of the league, but you know, he's, you're looking at that St Mirren backline, and he's really the, probably the only experienced one there. I know they've got is it, yeah. Joe Shaw, can I say, with them now as well, so I know he's a good yeah, option. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's yeah. a good option for them to have, but his legs are away, he's playing centre half now, he's not the, the rampant winger, winger he was, once was at Aberdeen in, in St Johnston. But I. Um, I, I, I get what you're saying there certainly that um, you know the ability of, of, of being good on both feet I'm not convinced by, by Liam Grimshaw in general to be honest with you never mind on the left side because I've said it time and time again when you get when he gets to that edge of the 18 yard box with the ball at his feet I'm like why is nobody near him to pass to yeah um, but yeah I, I completely agree with you how we're, how, how we're missing Tate um, and I think that this kind of goes to show in a game like yesterday's. Yeah, definitely. Um, we missed that experience and the leadership. Aye. The penalty massacre. Um, oh, Christ. <laughs> I knew... Uh, listen, it's easy It's easy to, to, to blame officials and whatnot, especially when it's against you know either of the old firm. It's almost easy to, to not blame yourselves, but as soon as I knew it was Bobby Madden as a referee, referee in not only a Rangers game, but you know, involving your own team against a Rangers game, I think you can automatically assume that it's going to go one way. And um, I certainly wasn't wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing for me was game was over after half an hour, right? The game was over. Mm-hmm. But for me, 1-0 down, Motherwell, we get up. How is he not given a penalty? <laughs> to Motherwell, a blatant shove in the back from Glenn Kamara to Alan Campbell. The thing that annoyed me was nobody appealed for it. No. Campbell just got up and walked back. You've got to be appealing for that because a lot of the a lot a lot especially a lot of things no fans in the ground, especially no fans in the ground. Yeah, you know, if if that's that's on match day, everybody's up on their feet screaming for the penalty, the ref could be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Maybe not against Rangers. <laughs> um but it's it's one of the things you need to shout for everything. You won't get everything if you don't, you know, claim it. Claim for it. So it's 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 a game to forget, really. Mm-hmm. Um, um, overall, I, I I I switched off at half time. I was like, nah, <laughs> I can't be bothered sitting here getting angry about it because whether I get angry about it or not, it's not going to change the fact that the game gets robbed as a contest. You know, after seven minutes. Um, yeah. So, but well, I don't know about you, but I had the flares out when Edmondson's goal went in. I thought it was going to be come back of the century. Did you? But yeah, I was, I was, I was up bouncing. But, um... <laughs> it's, um, the fact that obviously, I guess the wee bit of of um, of joy we have is they've not had that. They, they don't break this clean sheet record that was established in seventeen twenty three. Or whenever it yeah. was that they're coming away with, but uh, aye, I'm 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 glad that certainly, maybe even more ironically, that it was one of their players that scored. But yeah. then again, on the flip side of that, it just goes to show we can't score for love nor money at the moment, and that's well, that becoming was, a concern. I, I know it sounds stupid to say this, but uh, this is going to sound ridiculous. But you know, on another day, we could have got something from that game. I the, even the commentator said the Rangers had five chances. They scored all five. Motherwell, Motherwell had, Aye. you know, four or five chances of their own, and and, and we had Rangers to score ours for us. Aye. It was. It goes back to the start of the season when we were losing one 0 to Ross County, Dundee United, Aki's. Mm-hmm. We just didn't take our chances. No, I know, and I think it took us seven, eight minutes to get our first shot on target. Yeah. Uh, aye, but listen, it's it's happened, and I, just on the penalties briefly. You know, if you're refereeing that game, take away the Motherwell Rangers benefactor. Say it's, I don't know, AC Milan and Roma, and you're refereeing it. Would, in, in the exact instance, what do you say? Oh, it's hard, isn't it? It's You can't please everybody if it's one way or another. I think, well, for starters, there's a penalty in Motherwell for the Campbell incident. Forget the Rangers ones. Yeah. Um, but when you look back at the photos, yes, McGabby's arm was out eventually, whether that was ricocheting off the ball. 
and and Grimmy, you know, and putting his elbow forward. Is... Aye, that 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 one for me, and it's not just because it's Liam Grimshaw. I'm sure that one for me is a definite penalty kick. Um, yeah, the Gabby one, not so much. Um, I didn't even. No, the Gabby one, one ref would give it, one wouldn't. But the Grimmy one, yeah, we can both sit and agree and yeah. say it was a penalty. But so. again, I just think when it's when it's you know Bobby Madden in a Angels game. I'm not going to go on all conspiracy. That's conspiracy that because that's not for Motherwell fans to get involved. That's for you know Rangers and Celtic dads on uh, Super Scoreboard to to um, indicate, but certainly not myself. But I just think it is almost you know we're beaten before a ball was kicked and I Bobby Madden the Rangers game referee and uh, even going back to the, the high profile incident of the Griffiths penalty in the old firm. Um, I he's got form for it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's sad to see. Yeah, but you know, they, they think, I don't know if it was yourself or somebody else that put it up on Twitter, and they were like the just the quotation marks of, you know, the referees know the importance of of this season. Um, which yeah. I think, which I think was the big the big thing that was um, by Neil Doncaster at the start of the season for obviously because of what's going on at the the top of the table, but it's the same throughout the the rest of the league. There needs to be that. Importance that I'm pretty sure Hamilton and Livingston and Ross County want to stay in the league. Yeah, and there needs to be that consistency as well with referees. Yeah, you know I wouldn't be surprised if that that goes out and you know Kelly versus Motherwell come Friday. It's and and an incident happens like that, and and whether it be the Kelly or the Motherwell box, and it's not given. Yeah. Um. You know, it's yeah. I get you know angles are going to be different, but surely you know put put a fourth official. Or, or another official right next to the goal, mm-hmm. you know. Have another official if that's what it takes to get decisions right. You're, you're, I'm not saying bring VAR in that. I, no, I don't that want was my next anything like that. You. That was my next question. Would you want to see VAR in Scottish football? No, I wouldn't. It, um, they would have a field day up here with it. They take the piss out of it. Honest to God. Ah, <laughs> uh, you'd see old firm facts, and um, if you, are you following that at page Pish SPFL quality? No, oh, no, oh, so no, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, it's yeah, so yeah, funny, yeah. man. Um, one thing I would like to see every day of the week, hands down over VAR, is um, goal line de- technology. Yeah, I've been calling that for years, especially after, I can't remember what game it was, but we were playing Aki's at Fur Park, ball mm-hmm. crosses the line. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what game it was for it the was, life uh, of me. It, it was 0-0, but... Jacob Blythe had his first start, Ben Hennigan headed it over the line, didn't give it, finished 0-0, Shea Gordon made his debut. And probably, arguably, was the only bright spark we had that game. Yeah, because I remember it was against Aki's, that's all I remember. I can't remember anything about the game other than we had well, a ball cross the line. There, there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot to remember for that game other than, I think, Shea Gordon got to the yeah. byline about twice. Um, but yeah, it's something I would much, much rather see um, because there's no if buts, or coconuts when it comes to goal line decisions. If, no. if, if the machine... You know, well, certainly given that one that happened down south with uh, Aston Villa, Sheffield United. Oh, the so Sheffield con- United, <laughs> yeah. I'm contradicting myself there, but certainly 99.9% of the calls that have been made since this technology came into the game, you know, they've not, not been, been correct. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, because is- a goal's not an opinion, you know, you can't <laughs> say, oh, that's not over the line or or whatever, but it certainly would be a good investment, I think, uh, into the Scottish game, you yeah. know. And I think VAR just does does kill the excitement of the game, and that's one thing we've still got up here is yeah raw... players not scared to celebrate and in, in case the referee turns around and <laughs> and says no, it's you, your toe was it's, it's, a it's, millimeter. No, see for me, if I think it was you that you that shared it on Twitter that one of the very first times a VAR decision was made. If you need a VAR decision to see if he was onside or not, then yeah, he was he's, onside. he's onside. Yeah, if you need to, if you need to drag tiny little lines towards, you know, a toenail, it's what's the point? What's the point oh. anymore? It's killing the excitement no, of the no. game. And for me, when I had first heard the VAR, I thought, right, okay, if there's a crunching tackle in the middle of the park, and the referee waves play on, that's when it stops. You know, yeah. I didn't think it was going to go to a fucking X Factor lockdown vote. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and now they're. And now they're encouraging referees to to go over and look at the screen now because they didn't last season and they're they're stuck they've not even got it perfected yet. That's the mm. 
that's the thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's the biggest sport in the world, football, biggest sport in the world, watch worldwide, and it's, it's killing the enjoyment for fans. A, a ball goes in, fans are, are scared to celebrate now. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the ref, you know, for most of the game. It's... I know, I know. You can't... I, I, now, I don't see football, especially in, you know, the English Premier League and, and the World Cup and the Champions League. Losing football... Football, I can't see football without VAR now uh, at those levels, um, and they're going to keep trying to iron that out over over years and years until they get it perfect. But they're never going to get it perfect because they can't please no, everybody. And it's I agree with you, man. Especially when you're looking at that elite level, when you're looking at your Italian, your Spanish, your English, your um, your Champions League as well, your World Cups. When you're looking at that, you're you're expecting the very best officials. You know, it's yep. different here when we've got you know one of the officials is my old gym teacher. Um, at school, so when you're looking at that, you're right. Okay, right. These guys, yeah, they're not full time. They're not full time, exactly. Whereas you're looking at the elite level, and you're thinking, well, surely he's got to have that level of competency and um, what was the word you were saying earlier? Consistency and competency. That's that that that's what you look at as a referee. You're just yeah. looking for clear, concise, and competent. You know, if you if you if you make one call one way. Make it the R, but certainly VAR is killing the suspense of football. You know yeah, that thirty-five yard, yeah. that thirty-five yard hit. You know off the bar, and then you should be over four rows of seats celebrating it instead. You're... Even with even with things in football as simple as penalties, you yeah, can't yeah, celebrate yeah. scoring a penalty because they're going to the. Right, you see, the you hang see the keeper was. Yeah, yeah, it's. it's... Some but people, I... there are some people out there that like VAR. I'm just not no. one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not keen. Well, I'm, I'm not a fan of it either. It just does. I think I actually wrote an English essay on it. Um, my college course last year. How it is killing the enjoyment of the sport and football is a reactionary, emotional sport. Mm-hmm. You know, supporters react off instances on the pitch. Players react off atmospheres created by the by the, by the supporters. And for me, VAR is, 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 is killing that. It's taking the basic, the fundamental part away from football. That is, that is. And it's it's sad to see, really. Yeah. And I hope I hope we never get it up here. No, I really we do. Don't. I we pray don't. we don't. Yeah, because again, like I'm speaking about the Rangers and Celtic dads, you'll get them on. One will go on um, Super Scoreboard the Monday after an old firm game and... and um, and obviously insinuate that the, the VARs in favour of one side or the other. Oh, I know. And it's, it's it's down to that as well, you know, in these Motherwell versus, you know, Dundee United games. Yeah, VAR could could contribute to, to one team winning and, and rightly so, but do you want to sacrifice the, the pure, raw enjoyment yeah. and suspense of football for that? No, you don't. It's... No. It's football. I, I still think is pure up in Scotland, and I'm grateful to to be able to, to say I support a Scottish team. And yeah. you know the passions at its peak up here. It's 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 great to still go see a team yeah. and and not worry about you know toenails and and encroachment and and stuff being offside. It's yeah. it's it's still good and, and arguably, enjoyable. And arguably, that passion grows the further down the league you go. Um, yeah. Because for me, it's whereas you know you get six hundred people at a Queen's Park game, but arguably that's means more to the six hundred people than it does when when there's seventy five thousand people at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You know, the yeah, gold, going they for got, a day out, the goldfish bowl, out and... getting that, getting their craft beers and the concourses. Yeah, it's. Fuck I still think, you know, football, fair enough, right? You can enjoy football. Everyone's entitled to the, to the way they want to enjoy football. If you're, if you're, if you're a, a man who loves to take in different football cultures, fair enough. You, you, you go and you experience different fans, different teams. But if, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got an undying love for a, for a team, football isn't a day out. Especially, I don't know if it is to you, but football isn't a day out for me where you go, you take a few photos of the stadium. You go and you go through... So many different emotions in that yeah. ninety minutes. It's yeah. it's something very unique in Aye. the world, and I think it's something that 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 can bring us, you know, pure raw enjoyment and excitement. And for something like you know, back to VAR coming in and not fully ruining it, you know, I can, we can't sit and say the enjoyment and the 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 suspense and all that isn't there anymore because yeah. it is. It still is just not as yeah. as pure as it was. But 
Yeah, I think we can both agree that, that VR up here would be one of the worst things we can do. And that's something I just kind of want to touch on. When you're saying, you know, kind of football, football's a day out again, you know, that for me kind of is, is, is true I, in, a, kind of in the sense of the world when if I say, say I'm going down to Queen of the South for, you know, what I do a couple of times a season, that's, yeah, a, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that's a day out for myself, whether I'm going in the bus, down the bus with my uncles or whether I'm getting the train down with mum. I, I think maybe even for, for yourself, if you're, you know, going up to Inverness, do you know what I mean? You're, you're going to... Yeah, there is, that, there is that element of it being a day out, yeah, but when you're in the, 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 the stadium for that 90 minutes, you're no longer on a day out. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, no, that, that's live or die in there. That's live or die in there, you know. Yeah. It's... And, but yeah, um, that's just that's just my take on it. No, hundred percent agree with you. And it's good we're kind of yeah, keeping yeah. It, we're kind of keeping it on the theme here, um, because obviously this is just kind of a podcast that we kind of looked at the fixtures and we realised fuck we've not done one in a while. We we'll need to do one and get back get back into it because I don't think the Scotland one was particularly too popular, which I don't really kind of I don't blame people for really because you know arguably you know interest in the national teams at its lowest and we've had in a while. Um, yeah. So I think to kind of come back, bring it back, focus on Scottish football, focus on you know our own results. And and I, th- I, th- I think certainly this is probably one of the most passionate podcasts we've done. Certainly, um, certainly, yeah. And um, which is gonna, good. We're going to do a wee bit of kind of try and vi- do a wee bit of visualization, bring the listeners um, into, into into our minds of thinking. Now we've kept it kind of mainly focusing on VAR and English football there for a reason. We did have this um, planned when, you know, before the English season had started. That's how long we've been planning this podcast for. Um, yep. We're now going to do a prediction for the English Premier League with a wee, wee bit of a twist. We're going to do an, a, an emoji um, aspect to it. So we're going to have, so for example... So we're going. We're going to list our, our English Premiership predictions, and beside it, we've got a wee emoji. We're going to compare emojis, see who's got the most inventive, quirky, and all oh, right. Okay, I didn't know you could relate that emoji to that team. Does that make sense? Yep, I think you've nailed it on here. So we're going to go for it. Um, we'll go first to twentieth, and and. Well, we're starting at the top. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no! We can't do that. No, 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 no. No. No, top. you start you start bottom up to the top. Come right, on, Robbie, okay, this can't okay. be your first rodeo. Come on, <laughs> right? Okay, Come on. Then. Okay, um, I know we're, we're a couple of games in the English Premiership. Um, I don't actually know if the Fulham game started yet. Let me have a wee look. As I think, Aston checked. Oh shit! Um, right, okay, let's go. Do you want me to do the honours? Oh, it's two nothing. All right. Hello. Oh, no. <laughs> Robbie. Yeah, I can hear you. There we go. Hello, Anch- hello. Hello. Are you hearing me all right? Yes, I'm here. I'm anchor, here. I'm still here. Anchor, anchor back to its usual tricks. Um, but yeah, so we'll start at 20th. We'll work our way up. Um, I'll go first. Uh, the, at the bottom of the league, I have West Brom. And bes- beside them, I have the wee emoji of... A business briefcase bag for the bag. Ah, ah. Who, <laughs> who do you have and why? And what emoji do you have? Uh, at bottom, I've got Fulham. Ah, right, okay. Uh, with a wee, a wee, a wee broom uh, to to swipe uh, to swipe them under the rug there. Um, because I, I don't see them staying up at all this season, okay. Fulham. They've got a very, very dull team, especially. I watched the, the, the Arsenal-Fulham game at the start of the season and there was moments where they could have got back in there, but I think Scott Parker, is it, would I be right in saying it's his first season in the Premier League as a manager? Well, he did. Um, he done the last few months. Yeah, when they were in the Premier yeah, League yeah, last yeah. time. But, yeah, um, I, I can I find it... I, I find I find it dif- difficult to disagree with you as far as Fulham Fulham will go down. I do, I do believe their squad's kind of littered with with a wee bit more than you know deserving of, of finishing bottom. Um, you know you look at you know the last time they're in the Premiership they finished second bottom, but Mitrovic still scored twelve goals in a season. They've got players like Tom Kearney, Joe Bryan, um, Ariola on loan from from Real Madrid. Um, they've got wee sprinklings of quality there, but I certainly don't think that. 
they'll they'll stay up because it kind of pains me to say is. Yeah. Um, well, I think when I made the when I made the prediction anyway, you know, Ariola wasn't in the team as of yet. Um, I don't think, yeah. and uh, you know. I, I completely forgot they got me. They still had Mitrovic mm-hmm. uh, and t- until I watched the, the Arsenal game when it came on. I I, I had no idea um, he, was, he was still at the club. So there you go. That, that was one for me. I was surprised at that. Okay. Yeah, I've got so the bottom. The, bottom. The, the West Brom bag or the Fulham broomstick? I think I'll be right come the end of the season. So what we oh, what, what, what we saying the for the more creative emoji? That's what I mean. Um, I don't know. Well, you're normally the you're normally the one the 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 uh, awards the points. So it's it's over to you. I think his a bag actually relates to the to, to the team's nickname. But I get. What oh, we're going with that yeah. then. Right. Okay. Right, I don't get that, but um. Okay. So in nineteenth place, who have you got? <laughs> uh, I've got. The baggies, West Brom and nineteenth, I agree with you that they'll they'll go down. Yeah. As much as I don't want to see my boy keeper no, getting no. relegated. But um, I've got the, the yo yo next to them. That's, um, that's quite self explanatory. That's inventive. Inv- in nineteenth I've got uh, West Ham and I've got the wee hammer emoji beside that. Because I think they are god awful this year, man. They are nailed. Well, they won four 0 last night against Wolves. They were quite impressive. They won four nothing or lost four nothing. They won four nothing against Wolves shit, last man. night. Um, again, this yeah. shows the amount of, the amount of um, attention I pay to, to the Tin Pot League. But um, yeah. I, I, I just think I, again, I watched the fact this was done. You know, the first couple of first couple of, um, of game of games, and I certainly think that they were destined to go down. Can I still stand by that one? But I think the yo-yo that's pretty um, inventive. So I'd like to give you what that one. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I know that I know I know the hammer is is kind of you know West Ham staple, but I think that yo yo that one is 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 you know inventive, and that's what we want to have in the podcast. Yeah, that's uh, one each then in terms yeah. of emojis. Yeah, Um I've went with Burnley, um, who can I say are eighteenth at the moment? I believe. Right, okay. I know it's only two games in, but uh, <laughs> we can dream, we can dream. And I've just got the wee waving emoji to finally see them out. <laughs> A wee goodbye from the Premier League there. <laughs> That's, That's brilliant. That's um, brilliant. 18th, I've got Fulham, and I've got the wee cottage house emoji um, for the, the famous cottage at, at Craven Cottage. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I think they've got a wee bit more Quality. I'm not going to say it'll be a last day drama, but um, I certainly think they've got a wee bit more quality than the teams below them. And yeah. um, unfortunately, back down to the championship they go. Who have you got at 17th then? Who's getting the point? Who's getting the know, point? You can yeah. make the decision for this one. Um. Well, I don't know. Really, I don't know what we're basing it off. Because some of the emojis I've put higher up the river, I've just kind of couldn't come up with anything. So I've planted half the stuff in. Do you know what? We'll give you the wee wave one because I did, I did give that one a wee laugh. Yes, 2-1 to oh, the okay. ribbon. Let's go. <laughs> so 17th, who have you went for? Uh, I've gone with Crystal Palace, ah. um, who I've started off quite well, to be fair. Um, and I've put a, a, a brick wall... <laughs> Um, purely for that man, Kuyati in the midfield, an absolute brick good wall. Player. He's a good player. Who I, th- who I think will be key to them staying up this season. So that's uh, what I went for. 17th, I've got the Villa boys from Aston. Ooh. Um, I've got the wee purple dot beside them because I was struggling. Um, struggling there. Um, and I think I'm going to keep struggling um, in the quest to beat you in the emoji off. Um, you get the brick wall one. That's 3 1. Yes, 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 yes. Right, so who you got in 16? 16, I've got, I've got um, Brighton, unfortunately. Um, oh. I, was, I was going to go for um, maybe a distasteful emoji, um, the two gentlemen kissing, but um, a ah. ah. <laughs> bit close to the bone, that one. Um, yep. But instead I went for the, the crashing waves because they ah, won't Brighton crash. Beach. Yeah. Oh. yeah, they won't quite <laughs> crash out in this one. They'll have enough to stay up. This Just is kind of where I lose my. This is kind of where I lose my creativity. <laughs> really, this is this is where it all goes. Pete Tong. 
Uh, and 16th, I've gone with Sheffield United. Yep. Um, who I believe finished 9th last mm-hmm. season. Um, and I've just put two exclamation marks oh, uh, purely to highlight their, their drop from 9th. It's a massive, massive drop, I think. Um, when I got into Sheffield United, you're going to be kicking yourself with the emoji. Is it the, is it the blades you've put? It is. It very much yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I was staying away from nicknames, so I've not really got... Um, Fair enough. Any of that in, but um, yeah, Sheffield Give, United at 16th, I think they'll stay yeah. up, but narrowly. Give me the crashing waves, yeah, you get that three, three two to you, Come uh, three on. two to me, sorry, three two, three two to you, yep. Um, 15th, I've went with Burnley, um, right, I just think right. they always seem to have enough. I think the likes of I believe Jay Rodriguez is with them, um, yep, I certainly yep. know Chris Wood is, they've got Dwight McNeil as well, um, Tarkovsky and me at the back. Nick Pope, solid enough, just a a very aye, frustrating team to come up against and always seem to grind out points. So I've got Burnley and beside them I've got the Lancashire Rose. Ah, there you go. There you go. Um, I've went in 15th, Brighton. Um, This one was the the one I struggled to put in, Brighton. Um, I didn't know where to put them, whether to put them in relegation, whether to put them nearing, you know, pushing for top 10 maybe so I've actually genuinely just put a question mark next to them <laughs> the question mark emoji purely because this was the hardest team for me to um, yeah um, to, I, was going, to fire I, was, I was going between the Dove and the Wave um, because I think Dove's as close as I could get to a Seagull um, yeah. But yeah I think because the urine ability to put one in will need to go with me is that fair enough Yep, yep, three each, yep. Yep, okay. Now, I think this is kind of where I start to flex my muscles as far as being able to know the wee intricate things about football clubs, and I'm not being that disrespectfully to you. 14th, I've went um, um, my beloved Leeds United. Oh. And mm. beside them, I've went with the Peacock. Go on then. Because um, outside the Ellen Road, outside the, the infamous South Stand, um, the, the Yorkshire San Siro, um, there's a bar called the Peacock Bar. Um, oh, because there there's, you um, go. There's one, one of Leeds United's nicknames as um, the Peacock. Um, but I was going I was going between the, the Lily emoji and the Peacock, uh, but I thought Peacock could probably edge me the point. Yeah, oh. Peacock emoji for Leeds United in 14th. Yeah. Uh, in 14th, I've went for Aston Villa. Um, oh. Yeah, and then next to them, I've put the, the wee magic hat because um, Magic John McGinn is going to file them into safety this season. Into 14th, um, I've actually got John McGinn in my fantasy league team. There um, you go. I think he'll pick up a couple of points tonight, I'm hoping. Um, so, already tonight, so there you go. Uh, there you go, that'll do me. Hopefully keep me in that top four in my works fantasy league. <laughs> um. Again, I'm going to need to go myself purely because it actually correlates to the football club. But I like the yep. I like I like the thinking. Thirteenth, um, I've went um, Crystal Palace. Oh, um, I, I think I think they'll just they'll, they'll they'll do all right. I don't think they'll be quite be good good enough for um, uh, Europe or, or top half. But I think the the signing of Eberechi Eze from QPR is a smart one, shrewd one as well. Um, you know what you're going to get from Zaha. I don't see him going anywhere. So I, um, I think they've they've brought in some decent, um, some decent um, players, and I think they'll 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 stay up and do I'll all play. right. I'll play. Yep. yep. Uh, for me, uh, what, what, what what's your um, emoji for Crystal Palace? My emoji, I think. Um, Is it the think, eagle? No, it's not. I'm, I'm a bit more wiser than that. <laughs> it's the palace emoji. Oh, the Taj Mahal. The is Taj it? Mahal, yes, it's the Taj Mahal. If right, you want well, to I, get technical. I think I've got this in the bag. God, yeah. we, we'd have our, our, our Brexiteer lads down at West Ham in 13th. Oh dear. Oh dear. With a British flag there. Because oh Mark Noble, the big EDL member in the middle, is going to absolutely power them into safety this year, I think. Um, they've got a good team. Um, at West Ham, I think, you know, signings like Jared Bowen, um, who, who yep. who's doing very well. Uh, I think it'll be a comfortable season enough for West Ham. Nothing too special. You're bang average. Um, I think yeah. too exciting. But um, 
Yeah, 13th and the British flag because they are stuck yeah. our boys in the blue and the claret. Do you know what? That probably is a fair representation rather than the Taj Mahal. Uh, so, so I'll go for that one then. Is it four each? Yeah, yeah four each. Yeah. Uh, um, go for, for, yeah, for, yeah, go first for 12. Uh, well, I've got Leeds in at 12. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Um, a very exciting team to watch, I must say. Yep. Um, and I've went with the the mask emojis, where one's happy and one's sad, because I think it will be an up and down season for Leeds. Um, you know, I think they can push teams like Manchester City, Man United. We obviously saw it against Liverpool. Um, and I think I think they'll be a, a very thrilling team to watch. But I think they 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 can let their fans down in, in big moments, which they have yeah. done in the past few seasons. So I've went with yeah. the masks, the drama masks from up and down because it will be a dramatic season at Leeds, I think. Yeah, certainly will be. Um, and I think a big thing for for Leeds is is um, being in the same league as is. Um, you know, one that's maybe not more of a kind of common common rivalry in um, English football. Yeah. Certainly, Leeds and Man United. Yeah, um, yeah. It's goes goes all the way back to the seventies, really, and um, is certainly a, a better rivalry between both sides. Um, obviously, Leeds's geographical uh, rivals are Huddersfield, and there is a lot of distaste there. But I think the best way to describe a Leeds and Man U thing is Glasgow and Edinburgh. It's the two neighbouring cities beside each other don't like each other and yeah, um, yeah that, that'll be a good one to watch um, I'm looking forward to it's just a shame that the supporters won't be able to um, to be in that to be in, in, in the arena for it's a, it's, a, it's a sad sight not to see the Leeds fans in any of the in any of the games so far because they really are for me that kind of dying breed of football fans in England who don't get a lot of them I think I'm, I'm looking for the likes of Crystal Palace Everton Wolves Newcastle you know, these uh, Newcastle as well, yeah, yeah. probably really the kind of the clubs that have got that type of fan base that won't be bought over by money. Do you know what I mean? You look at your Man U's, your Chelsea's, your Spurs now, even as well, your Man City's. You know the amount of people in the front row with their cameras out. That doesn't happen at, at the clubs we just mentioned. Um, so yeah, um, so at twelve, I've went with Sheffield United, um, the mm-hmm. rivals. I've went with the two. The two blades uh, again. It's, it's featured in the badge. I'm just trying to go with, with likeness towards that. However, the the the, the mask is rather creative. And, yeah, the, um, I, think, I think I'm getting the point for that one. You know. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. um, five, four, I'll, up then. Yeah, and I I've just realised this could finish ten each. Eleventh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I went with. Um, the Toon Boys, Newcastle oh. United. Um, I believe that Steve Bruce is a decent enough manager, and uh, they have got a wee bit of talent at the disposal of the the squad. Um, yeah, I just think they'll they'll do well enough this season. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I've went with an eleventh Southampton. Uh, sorry, what was the the um, the emoji? The black and white stripes and the zebra. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, the zebras. Oh God! Um, for me, it's, it's Southampton eleventh, and I've put a wee jigsaw piece because I think they're just missing missing that that one thing uh, to to boost them back up into pushing for Europe like they done years and years ago. Um, uh, but they're a very exciting team to watch, especially with a clinical striker up top with with Danny Ings now. Yeah, um, so yeah, just that 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 jigsaw puzzle because they're missing one thing I think, and and I can't quite put my what finger is, on it. What is that that they're missing? I think it's just well, I've lost Hoybeard now. I think they're looking for mm-hmm. for someone to to feed in Danny Ings. If you feed in Danny Ings, he'll, he'll get twenty goals a season every season, like he did last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he got twenty two, I think, twenty one, twenty two. So yeah, uh, and he's already off the mark this season as well. So I think if they can get someone like you know, I'm not saying um, I've got like Hamish Rodriguez, but someone who. You know the same football in mind as Hamish Rodriguez, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 could certainly be a a a major threat to teams yeah. going forward. Yeah, um, I'm going to need to give myself that one because you, you you've almost done too good of a job having to explain your emoji. No, oh, I'm getting get points off for for over showing <laughs> my. My marking, my... my, t- my and I've got the number 10, is um, Southampton, the boys. Yeah. Um, I just think they'll have that, they'll, they'll be that wee bit better than 
both Newcastle and Sheffield United. Like you say, Danny Ings doing well. Um, got a good, good goalie and Angus Gunn. I really like Angus Gunn as a goalkeeper. I'm very disappointed. Um, he didn't declare for Scotland. Um, however, I don't, I don't blame him for not declaring for Scotland because England have haven't got the greatest of pools when it comes to goalkeepers. Um, at the moment, um, and I do think there is a pathway for Angus Gunn there. Uh, like guys like Nathan Redmond, as well, who's who's electric going forward. You know, we've, we've touched on Danny Ings, Oreo Romeo as well. Um, decent enough player. And beside them, I've went with the wee angelic emoji, the wee angel face, the saints. The boys. Oh God, give me strength, Robbie. <laughs> give me strength. Who have you went for uh, strength? For, for me, it's uh, Newcastle. Oh, so just me years Yeah, so um, yeah, very a very very good team. Before Newcastle are up, challenging for for not saying Europe or that, but 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 challenging teams again, um, yeah. going toe to toe, and and possibly pushing for things like the League Cup and the FA Cup. I think it's only a matter of time, hence the clock. Oh, the yeah. clock. There we go. We explained it because we lost you there a wee bit. Um, you can make the decision on this one. Um, what's the score? <laughs> <laughs> I've got five. Oh, I've got five. It's five each. Ooh. What did you have? The angel? They had the, the, wee, the wee saint emoji and there's oh, Aston Villa. You're, you're not getting that. Okay, that's fine. I'll take that. It's 6-5. I'll and take that. And ninth, I've got another one of my beloveds. Um, the very first English jersey I ever owned was an Everton one. Um, rather than going on to match today and watching the likes of Van Persie, Fabregas, Ronaldo's, Lampard's, mine was Everton from the very beginning. Um, and beside them, I went with the wee. I just think they will, they will not have enough to get to get into that European spots. However, hopefully they'll be proven wrong. Um, certainly, the signings of that midfield three for me can really compete with anything um, that the English Premier League have got to offer at the moment. And beside them, I went with a sweet toffee for the toffee boys. I went with the sweet toffees for the Everton boys. Uh, quick disclaimer: uh, These these um, <laughs> predictions were made before the start of the season. Please do not yeah. attack me for where I have put your team based on the start I've had. Um, and ninth, I've got Leicester. <laughs> oh right, okay. It's uh, I thought right this season they're going to come back down to earth. Um, I don't. I didn't think Jamie Vardy would be firing false cylinders. He's got five goals already. Yeah, granted, four were penalties. Um, but I don't, Leicester's a weird one because you can't really predict where they're going to finish. Um, probably one of the most unpredictable teams in the in the in the the league. Uh, hence, hence why I've got them in ninth. Um, we saw them yesterday with a five-two victory over Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think yeah. any of that happening. Nope. Um, and next to them, I've put the wee popcorn because I think it's going to be an absolute roller coaster, and people need to buckle in and have a wee snack watching it. <laughs> Aye, um, I think Everton, uh, Fulham, and Le- uh, Everton, Wolves, and Leicester will be, you know, very, very close to each other this season. And, yeah. Um, I certainly hope Everton don't finish as low as um, finish as low as ninth. But I would just need to see. Um, it's you know the, the the higher up that league you go, it's, it becomes more and more unpredictable. Um, I'm going to, need to put my foot down and say the toffee does represent Everton more than a bit of popcorn represents Leicester. Uh, I think you missed a trick with Leicester there. Um, you could have put a fox. Could have put a fox. You could have, you could have put a fox. And that yeah, is... well, I'm not going for that. I'm not going for that. Too obvious, and probably. I'll give you that enough, one. Fair enough. And eighth, I've went with um, Wolves. Um, I just think that. I think Leicester have probably recruited a bit more smartly. I know they bought him last year, but Iose Perez is a player. I really rate Iose Perez. And um, I think Leo Castan will be a, a, a more than adequate replacement for um, for Ben Chilwell this year. Um, I think how they managed to wangle £50 million pounds for, for Ben Chilwell is is beyond me. Yeah. Where's your wee emoji you've got? Just the, the wolf. Fox. The wolf. For, oh, you've oh yeah yeah sorry sorry sorry. For Wolves, for Wolves. Uh, I've also got Wolves at eight. Um, okay. And I've also got the the Wolf. Well, a point each. Each seven Easy each. Done. 
And in seventh, I think I know who's going to be seventh for yourself, considering who was ninth for me. Um, I, I'm going to go with Leicester. I just think they'll they'll have that wee bit more because they've 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 got that wee bit. The group of players are experienced compared to Everton, as in finishing that top seven, top eight. Um, again, I hope. I've went, I've went the devil emoji for Man United. The wee red, yeah, the wee red face. Yeah, I thought you'd do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me in fifth, I've went with Arsenal. All right, okay. Um, I think they'll just miss out on top four. Right, okay. Um, okay. I've went with the wee, the wee stop sign. All right, okay. Um, because I think with the players they've got, I think they've reached the furthest they can. Right, okay. And they need to bring in more players, I think. Um, right, okay. They're not good enough to, to push for... Yeah. At the moment, I think. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. yeah, I think the stop sign as well because that's um, red. I'll give you that one. Yeah. So what am I? Nine, nine, eight. Nine, eight. Okay. And fourth, I've went with Arsenal because I just think um, he's got a very new impetus. Um, Arteta, I think a fresh manager. Um. I think they've got the, 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 the basis of a of a good squad there. Um and I think that, you know, they'll 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 go back to, to where where they were under Wenger and getting that top four and they went with the wee water pistol, the old the old gun emoji because um the the uh, Apple didn't want to have guns or, or weapons in their in their emoji ranks anymore, so they done away with a gun and replaced it with a fucking water pistol. Uh, for fourth I've went with Manchester United. Yeah, um, I think they're a very exciting team now, especially with Greenwood, Rashford, Martial, Fernandez, Pogba. Yeah, if all of them can be firing out, all, all, yeah, yeah, they'll be they'll be hard to stop this season. Um, yep. the soon emoji because I think it's now soon yeah, emoji. That's that's a good one. I never really yeah. never really thought of that one. And, um, I'll give you that then. So I'm at a ten eight up. Yeah. Uh, for third, I've got Chelsea. Yeah, that's the same myself. Uh, yeah. I think they'll they'll just be off the off the title picture, maybe not by much though. Yeah, yeah, and I've got the wee fire emoji because I think there will be they'll Kai Havertz and Timo Werner will light the Premier League up. I think I've went with a lion because it, it's it's implemented in their badge. On you go then, 10-9. Thanks, 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 thanks. Uh, Who have you got? I've got Liverpool at second. I've got uh, Man- Manchester City. Um, I just, I just think that they're showing that they're, they're, you know, they're beatable now, and I don't think Pep's got long left at the Etihad before well, he goes on to a new venture, possibly if, back to Barcelona. If you had to ask me now, um, I'd certainly put Liverpool in first. Yeah. Um, but second, I put, and I've got the wee, the wee emoji with the the bandage over its head. I think they'll have. Second season syndrome after winning yeah. the league. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that mentioned quite a lot um, recently. I think um, it will just be a case of a bit of a glass ceiling for Liverpool. They've done so well, um, but you know, I know I've put them first, but I just I can I can see where you're coming from. And beside my city, I've went with the the emoji that comes up when you type in city, and it's blue oh. as well. It's blue oh. as well. Oh come on! You're not even trying anymore, Robbie. <laughs> I'm taking that one. I'm fair enough. That. I love you. And not that it matters in the in the in the in the course of the game here, but um. Do we go double points? We'll go double points for the winner. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. I went with the liver shite at the top of the table. <laughs> um, it'll break my fucking heart. Um, but I just see it happening. I just don't think. Chelsea are quite there yet. I think they've got another eighteen months um, before they're really, you know, looking to cause a cause a cause a scene. Um, and City are, are deteriorating a wee bit. And beside Liverpool, I've not went with the poo emoji. No, I, I fought against all my will to do that. Um, I went with the red stop sign like you did because I believe that um, they will be stopping any challengers coming their way. So yes, um, yeah. the red. The red, the red stop sign for Liverpool. Yeah, I've got City at the top, Man City. Yeah. Um, I thought Liverpool winning the league would have kicked them on and to get them back to where they were. But mm-hmm. looking at them so far this season, is... doesn't seem that way. Yeah, it's um, and I've got just a just a finger emoji holder up one because I think they're going back to the top, but not anymore. No, certainly not. 
Um, nope. Yeah, and that finishes us at who's getting the, the emoji there. Not that it matters in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, well, we'll give it to you. We'll finish at 11 10 purely because 11, we had the same for Wolves. It was Wolves yeah. that, that, done that it there. changed the perplexion of the game. But that's just a kind of basic we thought it would, would be a wee bit of fun. Next week, we'll be back to the, the whole question and send us any 11 challenges and give us something to really get our teeth into. Um, I'm just going to be quick before this 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 cuts out again. Um, hopefully, we'll be back at some point next week, just depending on either. Either of us schedules. Um, yeah. And back to to covering the the Kilmarnock game on Friday, which is a nice wee nice wee change. Yep. Hopefully we'll be back, and hopefully it'll be a win for Motherwell on Friday. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's teams we need to be beating. You know, we you said at the very top of the podcast we kind of let Aberdeen come on, look, Dundee United get any further away from us than they already are, and I think we absolutely have to be looking at the next four games as. It's four wins and anything, anything less is a disappointment. Yep, totally agree with you there, definitely. Yeah. Brilliant. So this has been a tough, tough ride for us, but hopefully with the skilled editing teams that we have, it will be a seamless transition for you, the listener. And um, I'm away to take more antidepressants. <laughs> That's the same with me there. Week. Same with me there. See you See next you week. After. Bye.